Welcome to the Jesus Leadership Podcast. My name is Vernon Hill, Executive Director of Transformation Christian Fellowship. This podcast is to empower business and ministry leaders to effectively lead like Jesus by exploring the practical principles and strategies in Jesus's ministry to apply to our own leadership. Today's key point of this episode comes from the scripture found in John chapter 4, verses 3 through 4, and it reads, He left Judea and departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. Today's key point of this episode is to expand your reach. Jesus strategically plans his travels to accomplish his set goals, even if those travels (laughs) lead him into unlikely places. And in this passage that I just read for you, but he needed to go to Samaria. Well, this is very problematic because Jews and Samaritans, they don't get along. They don't like each other. Jews, what they would normally do um, as in, you know, just in reading is that they would not go the straight route, which would, you know, lead you through the Samaritan town. They would go, uh, you know, a, a roundabout way to get around because they did not like Samaritans. It's very key that you keep that in mind. They do not like the Samaritans. And and in passing, you know, this as I'm thinking about this, don't make don't don't miss those opportunities. Don't miss those opportunities that you can make a difference by, you know, by strategically thinking, I can't miss this opportunity. I got to go through this place. Don't let anybody um, derail you um, because of their personal preference. That's something also that we can take from this is that because of the cultural, you know, principalities, as I call them, uh, just the cultural uh, makeup of that time, especially between Jews and Samaritans, of uh, them not liking each other, um, this still sets up a pretty interesting opportunity for Jesus's ministry to expand because now he is going to minister to a Samaritan woman, which is very interesting because again, in one of the episodes, um, I shared that he gave power and authority to his uh, disciples and he told them, don't go into any of those cities. But here he is about to minister to this Samaritan woman, which is very interesting. This account is is very deep and 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 it's very good. And if you if you don't know this Jesus, this 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 passage right here will definitely let you know who he is. And I hope that you would, you know, take your time out, you know, <laughs> kind of push pause on Jesus leadership for a second and just get to know him in this passage because it's very good. So he's here instead of going around the about way, he's going straight forward into Samaria. OK, this is big. That's this, that's a big point. But that's not my points for today, though. <laughs> but here, but here we go. Jesus ministers to this Samaritan woman at the well. He's also tired and weary from his travels. So you understand that him, you know, uh, we can be okay as leaders when we are tired and you know physically drained or whatever. But you know, I want to also encourage you that even in those moments. You just never know when there's an opportunity that will change everything around. Let me tell you how. Let me let me show you. So he so he goes and he talks to this woman. He says, uh, "Give me a drink." And the Samaritan woman, knowing that he's also a Jew, is like, "Well," he she says, "How you being a Jew 
<laughs> is going to ask me when you don't, when they don't deal with, you know, Samaritans. I told you that point. So Jesus goes on in the conversation and, and he says to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now he's setting up this, he's setting up this conversation about living water that I think is amazing because again, uh, his mission, Jesus's mission is to point is, is to, is to redeem us. That's his mission. That's his, that's his work. That's what the father, you know, um, bestowed upon him. And that is what he is sharing. That that's his business. Um, uh, and the scripture says that he's that he, that Jesus was about his father's business. But this is what's very interesting. As he's going along with this conversation, of course, I'm not going to go very deep, you know, theologically into this um, as much as I would really love to because I really like this account a lot. Um, and there's there's just so much in there, and I don't want to I don't want to mess it up too much, and I don't want to get myself too excited. <laughs> to miss the points that I know that is definitely something here for us as leaders. There's three points I really want to take away from this is that um, you must be strategic about where you go to expose your ministry, business, products, or services. And so this is a very interesting moment that he's going to, he's going to speak with this Samaritan woman and he's going to tell her all about herself. And he's going to, you know, point her to the way him, Jesus being the way, which is going to lead her now to go being ministered to and being empowered and being impacted. She's now going to run into town and tell everybody to say, come and meet a man that told me everything about myself. And so now we have a whole city now changing sometimes. Specifically, let's just say with churches, you just don't know where uh, the Lord may lead you or call you to that you may impact that city, though that city may not be much of anything at the moment. It's not it's not where all of the church planners are, are you know, are <laughs> taking up their vans and flocking to. But God might have something very specific for you in that city. And don't miss that opportunity. It is so important to strategic, to be very strategic about where you're going to put your business or your um, where you're going to where you're going to put that um, where you're going to put that shop, where you're going to put it at um, in the best, you know, um, the best location to get the best walking traffic and things like that. It's very ex because it's about exposure. This is something that Jesus took into account. He took into account exposure and the moment to really be about um, the work that was before him to do while he was here on the earth. It's again, Jesus Leadership Podcast, what the Lord gave me. And that was something I had to think about that I never really thought about before. And with that, you can be very strategic with your business on where you plan it, where you decide to um, to make your investment and truly Truly understand the location that you're going in. Truly understand the competition that is in the land that you're going to. Uh, understand what um, what is the demographics like in your area because that is very important. Jesus knew his demographic. He was going to 
the Gentiles. He was going to the Samaritans, a place that was not accepted by Jews, which expanded his reach. So you have to think about that uh, when it comes down to that. Now, the interesting thing about uh, expanding your reach is that he's leaving Judea and they really didn't really, it was a really mixed bag on how they received him, how they, how they really, you know, got with the ministry or not, you know, <laughs> with who he was. It was, it was very, it was very tough. But here in Samaria, after, after the Samaritan woman was ministered to and she goes into town and then, you know, everybody comes in town to hear Jesus, they received it and they didn't receive, you know, his ministry just because, oh, you know, uh, oh yeah, she was right. He, he can tell, no, they experienced Jesus for themselves. It was like, no, he, no, he is who he says he is. So that makes a difference. Locations matter. Where you decide to put that shop, you know, where you decide to put that, that, um, that church, it really does matter. So strategically think about where you go to expose your ministry, your product, or your service, or your business. It's very key. The other thing that I, I really think about with this, this whole entire account right here with just dealing with Samaritan and expanding your reach. You must not be deterred by the initial objections of those you're exposing your ministry or business or product to. One of the things that is happening in this passage when, you know, Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman. And of course, you know, there's, there's just so much there. And I'm trying not to, I'm not trying to give you too much here, but I'm just trying to give you a lot of th different things to think about. Um, as a business leader or, or as a church um, from the perspective of Jesus's ministry is that she has so many objections, so many objections, so many rejections, and Jesus responds to every last one of them. And one of the things that we have to do is not be blown by or or be shocked or rattled by rejection or objections that we have to find ways to overcome those objections and i'm not going to get too too much into it because that's another episode as well too so i hope that you're you know subscribe to this podcast <laughs> that'd be lovely so one of her rejections that that comes up is so Jesus makes, um, um, so she's like, Hey, yeah. Okay. Then give me this living water that you're talking about. And so Jesus makes a point. Well, um, well go ahead and get your husband while you're at it. She's like, I don't have no husband. And Jesus is like, you know what? You're right. You don't. You've had six of them things. And the one that you're with right now, he ain't your husband either. And so this is her thing. This is where she's now about to really object. She got her objections. She's ready. She's like, I perceive you to be a prophet. That's what she perceived first. You, you must be one of them, them prophets or whatever. And so instead of dealing with what the sentiments was, it was like, you know, our fathers worshiped on this mountain. And you Jews, because this is the objection now. Now she got her objections. 
say that Jerusalem is it because you know obviously you a spiritual person so which is very funny because I'm going to pause right here because I want to finish her objection but the one of the things that really blows me um, <laughs> personally of course of course I, I, I've been in church I'm in church ministry and stuff like that uh, which, which kills me is that when you're when you're evangelizing or when you're trying to reach other people and things like that and you really share with them the gospel or if you you know really do you know um, ministry with them and you you know expose some things or help them through some things then at that point then you become a part of their conversation of you know well you know that's why i don't really do church like that how really you know because there's just so much that's going on in the church but my my thoughts is this i was like that's cute and all but that ain't our church now is it but you have this whole entire thing that you made up for church in general and you want to you know slide that in so we can you know get away from your problems i'm like this is what the church is for so what's your problem <laughs> and so you find them you know trying to ease their way back out of it by just saying well you know they're just so judgmental and i just i was like i haven't judged you i didn't i didn't judge you that's just my that's just my personal <laughs> that's just my personal feelings on those things it's it's just it's hilarious to me how people will find ways of making something she this samaritan woman made something out of nothing where it's like instead of this living water that jesus is talking about now it then became, you know, in him exposing something within her life that she needs to change. Here she is now talking about worship. Where did she get worship from? Where did this even come from? And that is what I'm saying to you, pastor, to you, business leader, or you, business owner, you, ministry leader. You have to be able to go up against the objections. And this is what Jesus does. He raises her. He's like, okay, okay. Woman, believe me, this is what he says. The hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the father. So he kills her whole entire debate. That debate ain't even that debate ain't even real. <laughs> it's not even real. I'm gonna keep reading. You worship what you don't know, but you do not know. We know that we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So there it is. Jesus gives the rebuttal to overcome her objection. Where it's like, oh, you think that I was going to make a whole entire, you, you thought you were going to make a whole new debate so that you can kind of get out of where I really need you to be so that I'm not, you know, I'm not affecting you or those kind of things like that. This is very interesting. And you may be thinking, okay, now you, you're kind of losing me. What's the point of Jesus' leadership on this? That's the point right there is that instead of going on a, a chase with your customers or going on a chase with them and other objections that they have the idea is to overcome the objections how do you overcome the objections by ruling them out completely 
Jesus does it here. It ain't about the mountain. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make this about the mountain. I'm not gonna make it about the fact, like you know, just just giving you an idea or suggestion. I mean, just concerning your business. I'm not gonna make it about the fact that okay, um, about my product. Well, you know, do you make it in blue? You know. We can make it in blue if you want to have something custom. If you're trying to make it, you know, have a custom dress, we can do a custom dress. The color is not an issue. So now you can't get away with, you know, making the color the issue. You know, the funny thing is I, I've, I've been around, um, I shared with you about my cousin's um, boutique and he does all formal wear. And so uh, one of his biggest seasons is prom. And so one of the funny things that I just enjoy is that when I go into his store and it's during, you know, the height of prom season and the girls and the mothers, they come in there. They're so excited about the dress. This is probably the first store that they even went into. And the, the best dress that they could have picked out that works for their skin has all of these great things. It is wonderful just because it was the first store and they got the right dress for it. They don't want to commit to the dress. So now they like, is there something? It looks like a little stain right there. Oh, it looks like, uh, I think it's missing a rhinestone. Oh, I is this going to be long enough for her? Oh, the train doesn't. And so they want to nitpick everything. It kills me. And I've seen him work the objections like, well, you don't have to worry about that because we have a tailor in the store. Well, you don't have to worry about that because it's like that. And they try to find every little way to get out of it. And they're like, well, we'll, we'll just come back because they're they're so bent on, exp the exp you know, have the whole day of doing nothing but dress shopping. But you already found your dress. Then the funny thing that happens is that I go back to the store and, you know, you know the prom season's about to kind of end. And then there they go. Is that dress still here in the store? And it's gone because somebody already made up their mind and they already got it. So, <laughs> and so with that being said, <laughs> for you and your business and for your church, you have to overcome the objections. I know that even in church ministry, you know, a lot of people want, you know, they want only fragments or pieces of your ministry, but they don't want to commit to your ministry. It's, it's, it's very annoying, you know, and you try to have different ways of, you know, overcoming that, that, that objection of, well, why would you not want to commit here? You know, we have life groups, we have this together, you know, and if you want that, you can be a part of this. If you, you know, commit to being a part of the ministry and things like that. And people then want, you know, different little ways of trying to get around that. They want to get to you or, or that kind of thing like that. And they don't want to necessarily commit, but they want your time. It's very funny. But one of the things that you have to do is you have to overcome those objections. And you also got to know when you got to also tap out where it's like, well, you've made your decision. You can go from there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can go from there. Uh, what you have to do is overcome it. And I know I spent really long on that, on that part, but that is so key because that right there set her up for the next part that she was going with, which again, Jesus overcomes it and, and watch this. So she's like, well, just paraphrasing, uh, you know, it's like, well, We'll know about what mountain is supposed to be on when the Messiah comes and things like that. And so here is the big, this is the big kicker right here. Well, you know, uh, 
he's like, well, the one that you're talking about, I am he. <laughs> so Jesus is like, well, you looking for the Messiah? Well, the Messiah is talking to you. And at that point, she's like, oh my gosh. And, he, and then it's like, come see a man. And the whole city changes. That is amazing. That is awesome. So this is my third point. You must understand that sometimes the most unlikely person can become your biggest spokesperson. They can become your biggest spokesperson. This city changed because of this interaction. Number one, Jesus overcame <laughs> the objections that this woman had to really give her something of value. Well, not something, but someone, which was himself, Jesus. Which is something that we can take for ourselves in our, in our businesses, in our, in our ministries, is that we do have something valuable to offer. And if we're hung up by the cultural stigmas and, and you know, some of the old traditional dogmas uh, that would keep us away from putting my business in this community or putting my church in this community or, you know, why don't I put my business, you know, strictly online or if I were to do this or if I was to do that instead of what traditionally it may have been or said. I could miss out on my opportunity to get maybe my biggest spokesperson to vouch for me, to say, hey, that service right there, it was amazing. That that spa treatment was something amazing. A spa treatment in Crenshaw? That good? In Crenshaw? Not Beverly Hills? You just never know. You just never know. But this gives you the opportunity right here to expand your reach beyond what you could possibly think of because he wasn't held down by being tired. He overcame the objections to really reach somebody who could be the one of the biggest spokespersons for his ministry as, as Jesus' ministry is starting off. I think that we have that same opportunity if we would reach beyond what we possibly first had thought or what we or what we think will always work or well we'll you know because it's this let me do that or because it's that let me do this i say for you and i'm praying that this is great advice for you is that you would stay open stay open as you're creating your business stay open as you're as you're developing the ministry to be able to change on a dime or those times or more than anything be flexible so in all of this, if you continue to keep reading the passage, you know, the disciples end up coming. And of course, in the passages, they were like, I am shocked. He is. Why is he talking to the Samaritan? Well, there's something very interesting about this is that the next passage, he says, the harvest is ripe. He knew that there was going to be a great moment of harvest because of this seed that was sown. Don't, um, don't allow nobody. I got two points in this. One, don't let nobody <laughs> dampen your excitement for celebrating your small victories. Let me tell you that. Any small victory, you should celebrate it. You really should. For your business, 
you get over, you know, 1K, you know, followers, celebrate that. Celebrate each and every small win. And guess what? The other reason why you ought to celebrate it because you shouldn't take any seed that you sow in your business lightly. You should not, you shouldn't take it, you shouldn't take it lightly. Every small seed can grow into a big seed, can grow into a big harvest. And you just never know. And when you see that seed grow, that's the time to celebrate. And in this passage, Jesus celebrates. This is going to be a great harvest. And you, the disciples, y'all are going to go and y'all are going to gather this harvest. So what am I saying? I'm saying that you need to expand your reach. Don't be held down by what is a cultural norm. Be open to be able to expand and to really think outside of the box on where you put your your business or who you talk to or who you evangelize to or who you hire or those things like that because you just never know that great things could happen out of it and your business can flourish. Your ministry could go to a higher level just because you decided to expand your Thanks for listening to this episode of Jesus Leadership Podcast. Be a part of this community that wants to effectively lead like Jesus. Subscribe and keep up to date with this podcast. And remember, don't be afraid to stand out. Be confident and secure in yourself to serve others and have the courage to lead like Jesus. I'll see you soon.